You are now tuned in to the High History Podcast with your host, the great Stone. Episode of the High History Podcast, we are going to talk about a group of people that changed Europe forever. Everything that Europe does, everything that Europe has come to understand, comes from this specific group of people. These people are the Moors. Now, the Moors are a North African group that originated from Morocco. Now, before they were known as Moors, they were known as the Berbers. And the Berbers descend from non-African populations that moved to Morocco. And the ancient African inhabitants that were already there. Now, the word Moors comes from the ancient tribe of Mare in their kingdom of Mauritania, coming from the Greek Mauros, meaning black or very dark. Some people would even say swarthy. The Moors believed in Islam. This was due to Islamic conquest and Islamic spread um, and the teachings of Islam and the different things that benefited the Berber society and the other North African societies, they adopted Islam as their faith. Their leader was Tariq ibn Ziyad, and his goal was to go on an eight-year campaign to conquer Iberia, the Iberian Peninsula, so that Spain and Portugal, and convert them to Islam. Now, so you got to understand a while ago, the Crusades had happened. So during the Crusades, you know, people weren't necessarily enjoying, you know, Islam and the Islam wasn't enjoying Christianity. So, you know, there were, you know, different relations because they all fighting over who's more right because they worship the same God is it, what it was. So he says... Well, we're Islam, we're going to conquer Spain. Now, he just happened to be black. Now, at the time, Spain was ran by the Visigoths. And the king of the Visigoths was King Roderick. A lot of people think it was just 
for Islamic conquest and different things like that or whatever whoop-de-whoop they believe. But the real reason why the Moors were able to conquer the Iberian Peninsula was because King Roderick of the Visigoths raped one of his count's daughters, and that was Count Julian. Now, Count Julian didn't take too kindly to this. And so what he did was he struck a deal with the Moors, and he said, you can come over here to Spain, and we can get we can get them out of here, and you can do Islam and do whatever you want to do. And so the Moors said, why not? Let's do it. And along with Count Julian were his Jewish advisors. And they were later become the Sephardic Jews in Spain. So with the help of Count Julian, the Moors, and the Sephardic Jews, in 711 AD, the Moors successfully conquered the Visigoths. One of the European scholars he describes the Visigoths lost to the Moors as quick as one hour. So that means the Moors came in on their horses with their swords and whatever else they had, said Allah Wakbar, and went in and fucked shit up. No questions asked. As a matter of fact, you know what Tariq Ibn Zayyad did? He ordered all of the ships that he came on to be burned. And he looked at his man, he said, Look, it's either victory or it's death. We winning or we dying. Which one? And everybody said, we winning. That's how the Moors were able to conquer Spain. Now, you got to understand, Spain at the time was under the rule of the Visigoths. And their leaders, you know, were somewhat primitive. Europe wasn't as sanitary. And, you know, Europe didn't necessarily have some of the more enhanced systems that we'll talk about later. The leaders of the Visigoths lived in large barns. In barns? With one chimney and no windows. That is where they would dwell. That is where they would rule. That is where everything will happen. You know what the Moors said? Fuck that. That's unclean. That is not Islam. We're going to clean up. We're going to make this place nice. We're going to make sure that everybody has a chance to live peacefully. And what do you know? The Moors were able to run Spain for 800 years. 800 years. But we'll get into how they ran Spain for 800 years. So the Moors believed in Islam. And in Islam, it is important to be sanitary. It is important to be clean to be holy but the moors were also tolerant towards the christians and the jews as a matter of fact the early moors allowed the christians and the jews to live in peace as long as they paid an annual tribute and pledged loyalty to the sultan that's all they had to do and so when they cooperated with this this allowed for centuries of peace one Jewish scholar describes it as Jews in Europe, period. Jews in Europe having three centuries of peace. All the anti-Semitic stuff they was facing, all the discrimination and all the bullshit, gone. They were allowed to live peacefully under Moorish rule.
and the Moors were black. They came in with a new order that people didn't see with a black way. They'd never seen these people before a day in their lives, a day in their lives. And they come in different skin, different hair, different features, different religion, different everything and enhance it. And they turn the Iberian Peninsula beautiful, both Spain and Portugal. Now, how did they do that? So at the heart of the, the Moorish territory was Cordoba. Cordoba had 471 mosques, 300 public baths, 80,000 shops, and close to 300,000 residencies. Water was distributed from the mountain via the pipes leading to the basins that were made of gold, silver, and brass. And the fountains were made of Grecian marble. They were so innovative. They had their own air conditioning. They figured out how to create draughts of fresh air to be drawn from the garden. And the garden air would freshen the house and it would cool the house as well. So as you were cooling, the air that was from the garden, whether you were planting flowers or tomatoes or basil or whatever, would come into your house and act as sort of an incense. Way ahead of its time. People probably just used to have to get naked back in the day. They said air conditioning. What? Not only did they have these, these advances in their houses, they had it in the streets as well. They had street lights and street lamps that illuminated the streets at night everywhere you went. So that way you can see. That had never been done before in Europe. It was complete darkness before. And a lot of people like to say, oh, well, Paris is the city of lights and all this whoop-de-whoop. -whoop. No. Preceding Paris, it was Cordoba in Spain or what the Moors known as Andalusia. The most important thing that we must understand about the Moors is their stance on education. Education was universal to all. 99% of Europe was illiterate at the time. The kings couldn't read, the peasants couldn't read, nobody could read. The only people who could probably read was the folk in the church. That's the only people. The Moors came in and they said, oh no, we finna fix this. Everybody finna be educated. And you know what happened? At the time the Moors came in, there were only two universities. In Spain alone, the Moors had 17 by themselves, chilling. Everybody come here to learn. So everybody was flocking to Spain and gathering the knowledge from the Moors. They were gathering it from the libraries. There were no libraries in Europe until the Moors came. And when the Moors came, they established 70 libraries in Europe. All of the knowledge that Europe would receive of the other world would come from the Moors because that's where it was housed in Andalusia. So not only this, get this, they introduced paper. Niggas is writing books and Europe ain't even seen the paper and the ink that make the, 
that make the what? They Europe has never even seen the materials of the book, and the Moors are bringing knowledge via these books and these texts to Europe. The Moors, the Black Moors, they're bringing all of these advancements that we think about in modern Europe and even modern European colonies. It transcends further. All of this came from the Moors. All of it. They even introduced everybody like the guitar. You know what they introduced? The guitarra, which is like a guitar. It's called a guitarra. And then they induced, introduced the lute or the oud, el oud in Arabic, and the lyre and the harp, these stringed instruments. You see all these, these, these little rockabilly white boys playing this guitar? It comes from the Moors, the Moors of Northern Africa. That's where it comes from. In addition to this, food came along, new foods. They introduced oranges, lemons, peaches, apricots, figs, sugar canes, dates, ginger, pomegranate, saffron, cotton, silk, rice. Hold up. Wait a minute. It's a 22. They introduced all of this even in Spain today. There's a city called Granada. And Granada in Spanish means pomegranate. That is the Moors. That is what they did. They came and they ruled for 800 years and brought civilization and they brought peace to Europe. The very foundation of everything Europe does came from the Moors. It's so insane. And, you know, it's a shame that they hide this from us, you know, in our history, in our history classes. And it's a shame that they don't teach us these things and they kind of just skim over it. And if you know it, you know it. If you don't, you don't. But I feel as if it's important to, you know, dig deeper. Take the extra time to see what that little caption is in the history book. You know what I'm saying? What this little, this little pygmy tribe in Africa. Read that. Learn about that. Be aware of the world around you. You know what I'm saying? Read other books. Read other texts. Nonfiction. Read some nonfiction sometimes. Nonfiction is cool because it actually happened. And the Moors brought nonfiction. The Moors brought education. They gave people the right to education. That was the Moors. But despite all of this, the Christians in Spain and some of the kingdoms despise being under Moorish rule. They said, we don't like being under black rule. We don't like being under Islamic rule. We don't like being under anybody. We want our own shit. We want to rule. That's what we want to do. We don't even care about you know, spreading the gospel anymore. We don't. We want to rule. And so in their midst of their desire to rule, they formed a union. And this union was the kingdom of Asturias, Navarre, Galicia, León, Portugal, Aragón, Catalonia, and Catilia. And this began the process of what 
they knew as Reconquista. They wanted to reconquer. And their main motive for reconquering was because after the leadership of Tariq ibn Ziyad, it returned to Orthodox Islamic rule. Christians had to be converted to Islam. It was time. It was coming. They gave them a period of tolerance. But at the end of the day, in order to really rule you and be a kingdom, you had to be Muslim. That was the package deal. If you forgot it, so sorry. That was the deal. And so the Christians didn't want to be this. And so they said, we're tired of it. And in 1212, all of them got together under the leadership of Alfonso VIII of Castilla, and they drove the Moors out of central Iberia. So they drove them out of Cordoba. But the Moors were able to last another three centuries in the city of Granada. Pomegranate. Look at that. We was just talking about that earlier. And the Moors would thrive in Granada until January 2nd, 1492. You know, 1492 was a really fucked up year. A lot of things happened in 1492 that changed the world forever. And it was because of the fall of the Moors. Let's look into it. The Moors ended up surrendering in Granada to a Christian Spain led by, guess who? Ferdinand el Segundo de Aragón and Isabella de Primero de Castilla. So back in the day, the Moors would marry the Christian king's daughters and, you know, vice versa. So that way there would be peace in the land. But what this did was this totally ended that. They said, we're doing a racial cleansing of the kingdom. We will rise as the, the Christian nation and we will rule. It wasn't necessarily that they hated their skin because they just hated their skin. At that time, they just hated being under their control and they couldn't take it. You know what I'm saying? And either way, it was scary because when they took power... At that very moment, Europe declared that it would never be ruled by black folks again. Would never be ruled by any other outsider again. Not at all. So guess what happened? Ferdinand and Isabella say, you either convert to Christianity or you out. So some went out, some converted to Christianity. But then the Inquisition came because some were still practicing you know, some were still doing it in the closet. And the Inquisition kind of weeded them out. And it really tortured a lot of innocent people under Ferdinand and Isabella. And guess who also came under Ferdinand and Isabella? Motherfucking Christopher Columbus. And we all know what Christopher Columbus did. At that very moment, Spain was fresh off a defeat of the Moors. And they decided that they were going to take over the world with a Bible in one hand and a sword in the other. For God, for glory, and for gold. That's what they did. Now the Moors, of course, weren't going to go out like that. The Moors were all over Europe, 
Either way, they were in France. They were in Italy. They were in England. They were in Germany. What? Beethoven? Everybody just now finding out he's a Moor? Le Chevalier de Saint-Georges? All over Europe, the Moors were. And the Moors existed. When we think of this society, we have to understand that this society was created essentially at the hands of a black man. But unfortunately, society has now been corrupted and has been corrupted for a certain group of people, not necessarily any particular any particular race or any particular you know group as a whole but more so as a collective statistic of the whole picture more society is around us every day and we live in more society every single day we walk down the streets and the street light is out we live in a more society 471 mosques in the city of Cordoba. Mosques in the United States of America. Everywhere. Places of worship, period. Synagogues. Beforehand, if you want a church, get out. But the Moors brought tolerance. Every basis of European society and every basis of modern day society as a whole is based off of Moorish society. And the Moors. And ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, what you got to understand is that the Moors are black. The Moors are black. And we cannot deny where we came from. Everything originates from Africa. Everything. Europe would be in the dark ages if it weren't for Africa. If it weren't for Africa, nothing in this world would happen. Nothing, because Africa is the motherland. Africa is the source of everything, and we cannot deny that. No matter what race we are, we cannot deny Africa is the source of everything. And if we do not, if we do not yield to that simple fact, we are doomed to repeat a history we do not want to repeat. So with that being said, thank you for coming out to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, please enjoy the music. Las moriscas mujeres torciendo las blancas al cielo 
los ojos a voces dicen llorando. And now, a PSA. Hey, hey, Puerto Ricans, guess what? You black. Hey, Dominicans, guess what? You black. Hey, Panamanians, guess what? You black. Hey, Hondurans, guess what? You black. Hey, Guatemalans, guess what? You black. Hey, Mexicans, guess what? You black. Hey, Belizeans, guess what? You black. Hey, Haitians, guess what? You black. Hey, Trinidad, guess what? You black. Hey, Tobago, guess what? You black. Hey, Jamaica, guess what? You black. Hey, St. Lucia, guess what? You black. Hey, Colombia, guess what? You black. Hey, Peru, guess what? You black. Hey, Ecuador, you black. Hey, Brazil, you deaf black, black, black. Black, black, we all black, 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 we all black, unless you're not, and that's a fact, Jack. Thank you for coming to the High History Podcast. And now, Street Poems with the Great Stone Dragon, a series of poems inspired by the streets, read in poetry style. And now, White Woman. White woman, white woman, can't you see? The start of your sentence could be the end of me. Do you cry when you know you lie? When they arrest the one you lie on, do you ever ask yourself why? Have you heard your words? Examine your tone of voice. Does the white man place you in the back or is it by choice? Do you know of your persuasion? What it can do? Do you use it for others or people like you? What did your mother teach you? I hope it was love. Did your blood boil inside when OJ couldn't fit the glove? Do you scream like Karen or cook like Paula Dean? Is there really a difference in between? White woman, white woman, tell us who you are. Don't be an angel up close, but a devil from afar. And that was white woman. 
Thank you for coming to the High History Podcast. Once again, I am your host, the Great Stoned Dragon. And until next time. Stay strong.